This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Uh, good evening uh, to everyone uh, that's joined us. Sorry for the uh, the slight technical delay there, but we're uh, we're up on air live at the moment. So if you're joining us, please feel free to share this around on your Facebook groups, on your WhatsApp. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to be talking about a few subjects today, but I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Manny, uh, my co-host, my regular co-host on the uh, on the podcast. How you doing, mate? Hi, Dave. Hello, everybody. And you know what's a podcast without a technical failure? It makes it real. <laughs> well, that's what that's where we're at, mate. And uh, we've got we have got a, a lot of talk. There's a, quite a few people already saying hello, and uh, you'll either be hello. watching this. Yeah. On YouTube, or you'll be watching it back on YouTube, or you'll be listening to it on uh, the podcast. Evening, we've got Merv on here, even Mr. Dazzle and Mr. Manny. Manny, yeah. um, like, start to the season, we're in the international break. We're obviously proud that many of our players are away on international duty. Obviously, the Portuguese contingent, we've yeah. got Raul away with Mexico, we've got Connor. Again, mm. uh, obviously starting and played the whole game for England in the uh, the last yeah, match, which it, is fantastic. Is. And we're in the middle of the international break, so we thought it would be an opportune time to uh, reflect on uh, the season so far. So, Manny, just before we get into a few subjects, and if you've got any questions to ask us, please feel yeah, free to put over. them in the comment section. How yeah. are you feeling about the start of the season as a whole, mate? Well, you know what? This start of the season has probably encapsulated 
what following wolves is all about you know we've had sort of a bit of everything we've um uh, you know started with wonderful free-flowing football chance after chance after chance and then oh i came to my school a week ago all right bxl <laughs> yeah i've been going to a few schools anyway um uh, yeah so you know and we didn't we couldn't buy a point we couldn't buy a goal you know everything guilt head chances being missed left right and center and then suddenly we've played not so well where we've been solid we haven't conceded many chances but we've struggled to you know put the final pass together but we've suddenly scored goals and we've won matches three out of four and let's be honest there's only really been one horrific performance against um uh, Brentford, which um, I don't think anybody turned up to that match. None of the players did, and and they 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 to be fair are on a bit of a you know um, a bit of a high coming up after so many attempts. So they're, they're sort of yeah they're playing on that wave of emotion, and they've they've proven that against many other teams as well. So if you look at the balance of the season so far, the number of points we've got is probably fair, but we could have easily had six or seven more just by taking three or four chances, you know, three or four chances of many, many chances we've had. So it could have been a, a, an absolutely unbelievable start considering we didn't really get the players that we should have got and our transfer window wasn't the best. So um, uh, I'd say it's work in progress, but more hopeful um, after those back-to-back wins especially. Well, there is, and like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head there, mate, because like those first three games where we got no points and absolutely battered Leicester, yeah. Tottenham yeah. and United, you, there is a very strong argument to say we could have took all three yeah. points in each of those games. You could be sitting on 18. Uh, then we had, um, obviously, that performance away against Watford where they gave us a helping hand with the, with the goal. And then um, we had Wang came on and scored on his debut put the ball yeah. in the back of the audience bag. We got the points there. And I think like what you said, I think we're all expecting that we're going to follow that up and the performances were going to continue against Brentford. And mm. then it just didn't happen. I mean, to be fair, I think we talked about this over the tennis game, didn't we, on uh, on Friday? Yeah. Um, was it not Friday? Saturday, Sunday we played, didn't we? And we were yeah, saying the yeah. until they got that first goal, the penalty, it was very even game, wasn't it? I mean, to be fair, it was a disjointed sort of a performance, but there wasn't too much in the game. And then, you know, Marcel gave a pretty horrendous penalty. I mean, if he did that the first time, he would have just got a warning. But that was his second time. He'd already been warned. So once you've already been warned that if you do that, I'll blow and give a penalty against you, you can't do it again. So it was a moment of madness. But then again, Marcel's not the biggest. Tony's a big bolstering, you know, striker. Was he the right man to have him on on him? He was probably had no way of defending him. So that changed the game and the momentum was with them. And then we made a, another, you know, series of mistakes. Um, Kilman's been brilliant, but he, he sort of failed to, you know, clear the ball and ricocheted off the off Tony and, and scored again. So that was a poor performance by everybody. There was no scapegoat. Um, on that day, you know, we couldn't really single one or two players. Everybody was below below the level that they, what we played, especially in those first three games. So, um, uh, but we've um, dug in a little bit, and we dug in 
went away, Southampton and um, the Newcastle game on the weekend, last weekend as well. And we dug in and, and we scored goals at right time and we were fairly solid and fair play to Jose Sarr as well. He's made one or two really crucial saves. Um, you know, every goalkeeper's got a risk in there. He was getting a bit of stick as well at the time and he's come out with a couple of double saves, two big saves, and then obviously that assist for yeah. the goal for Raul. Because it was an assist. First it assist was. since Wayne Hennessy or something like that. He's going to do that because as soon as he gets the ball, he's on the front foot. You know, that's a Bruno Large tactic as well. It's not um, uh, something that he you, you just keep the ball and steady and everyone get into position. He looks for somebody and, and we've got a lot of runners in our team um, who can get you further down the pitch. So he does look for those. Um, the biggest, you know, the biggest, sensation probably at this moment because of his two goals has probably been Hwang and now none of us really knew too much about him apart from he had that brilliant spell with Salzburg went to Leipzig and didn't do it as well so he took a bit of a punt on him at the time nobody was that over the moon that we'd signed him but yet you know he's had every time he's had a sort of a chance or a sniff he just looks clinical he just if you look at his first goal against Newcastle, at no time did he look at the goals. If you look at the replays, he knew where the goals were. He knew which position on in the box he was. And he, he placed it perfectly, perfectly into the side netting. So that's like a natural finisher. That's something that we've, we're really lacking in this side, a natural finisher. You know, we, we either score like blockbusters or, or people who don't normally score you know, score for us. So we need a regular goal scorer and he's got three goals, which is great. And he's the one hope that maybe he can score, I don't know, 10, 15 goals this season, which will take the pressure off Raul as well. Uh, and it gives him a strike partner. Raul came to life. And to be fair, I don't think Raul's playing badly. He's, as a centre forward, he created more chances than any other centre forward in the Premier League, as, as far as I'm concerned, up to Newcastle match. So, you know, suddenly he's got a forward man who runs in between the defenders and he can slide balls into. So there's not even a question. Someone's asked, do you think yeah, we should Rebecca, buy Hwang? Not even a question. Is it, I don't know if it's obligation or option or what it is, but £12 million. Pounds. I, think it's a, I think it's an option to buy, but I could see Wolves moving a lot sooner than the end yeah. of the season because he has made an impact. He's very strong as well. If you look at him, how he's built, he's yeah. almost a mini Adama. He's very fast. Um, he gets into the tackle. He, he, that ball that Raul uh, played for his second goal, I mean, that was sensational from Raul yeah. um, to turn him. And then the ball he played, but the acceleration that he had to pull away and then, like you said, keep the calmness to put it into the corner of the, uh, in the yeah. net. He passed it in. The last, time, the last time we saw that was obviously Raul with Jota. And then there was obviously, you remember Man City away when Raul did very similar things and then yeah. slid the ball through to Triore. And, you know, that's what Raul needs. He pick, he does come deep. So if he comes deep, he needs runners into the box. And at the moment, what was happening was he was coming deep and there was nobody in the box. So, you know, he was not, never going to be as effective as he could be. And now he's got Huang who runs off him, who comes inside. Huang isn't really a winger like, you know, Traore likes to stick a little bit on the wing, you know, and we've always said if he came inside, wouldn't he be more effective? But what Traore lacks is his 
end product is finished. And we've seen he lacks that composure. And what Huang had was composure. At no time in those two chances did he even look like missing. He just knew where the goals were. And, and hopefully, you know, someone's just said the confidence will grow. And it will. If you score goals like that and the fans are on your side, and the confidence will grow. So um, really looking forward to see how he plays this season. And the development of him. And we'll, we'll touch more on that. One of the subjects that um, I've got on here that I want to talk about, obviously yeah. it's very early into uh, Bruno Large's reign, but we we'll want to talk about how do you think Bruno Large is doing? And the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up, because a few people said against like the Brentford game, and like the, the fact that obviously we weren't scoring, although we were having the shots, it, it didn't seem to have much of a an eye. It was just throw on every single forward that you can, yeah. scatter an approach in the Brentford yeah. game. And there's it a was, few yeah. people that said, does he have a plan B or was he just throw a, throw as many strikers on as you can and hope that something goes in? I, what, what's your thoughts on... I think I think the Brentford was like a, just a one-off. We were 2-0 down. Nothing was going right. So he just decided, I'm going to do this. I don't think there's a problem with the plan B. If you think about it, he came with a reputation of playing four at the back. Four at the back was his way. And he's actually adapted to play three at the back and still created a hat full of chances. The only difference is we haven't took the chances. If you look at the chances in the first three games, we've had enough chances to win all three games comfortably. And that's not by taking all of them, just by taking a fraction of them. So he's found a way of creating a lot of chances recently against um, Southampton, you know, especially. It seemed like it was a little bit more the way Nuno played, where Nuno, you know, it, it, we sort of backed to the wall and tried to defend a 1-0 lead. But um, uh, at the end of the day, results are the most important thing. And we can play all the fancy football we want. But if we had been seven games in and still hadn't won a game, then we would all be in panic stations. So he's turned... well, yeah, we've just been joined oh, yeah. by Mel Eves and yeah. he's been pointing <laughs> to a book. It's a results, a results business. <laughs> Hi, Mel. Hello, Mel. Glad you can join us. Turn you just need to turn. Yeah, your yeah. Here he is. When I've just got to pay homage to uh, to Manny, obviously. <laughs> um, Cheers, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, Manny. Always good yeah, to see good you, to see Dave. You well, Great that you could join us, mate. Glad you yeah, got I'm... the Zoom finished. Yeah, I had. Uh, um, it was more of a business Zoom thing at seven, but um, <laughs> we just got it sorted out. So, well, yeah. Mel, you might as well carry on where we're talking about because we were talking about the season so far. We had reviewed, but how do you think Bruno is doing in terms of the tactics he's brought to the club? And is he playing the way he wants to play, or you know, what are your thoughts um, on doing After the first, after the first three games, which I inadvertently said on a an interview with um, Paul Franks for BBC WM that um, we could we after the first three games we could play very well and still have no points. Um, yeah. I was I was amazed how well we did play. And, and have no points, but those having no points, which I think you've already you've already alluded to it, Manny, yeah. uh, in the fact that um, we didn't take the chances that we created, but mm. really some of the some of the decisions that we've had have been absolutely scandalous, to be perfectly honest. Against, yeah. um, but that doesn't 
that that doesn't um, you know preclude from the fact that we, that we we haven't we didn't take the chances. We were so unlucky against Man United. How we lost that one, I don't know. Yeah. The same I, I would say for 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 Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. Um, and uh, and and also the fact that we didn't come away with anything at Leicester, probably a point at Leicester and win the two home games, seven points wouldn't wouldn't have been out of place. Out, out yeah. of place whatsoever with the way that we we'd played, you know, yeah. with the performances that we'd put in. So, um, but I, I I caught the I caught you mentioning about uh, Brentford. Mm. I think Brentford did what um, Watford, Huddersfield, and one or two of the teams that have come up have done to us. We've just we've just caught us cold a little bit. Done a yeah. done a job on us. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United were the same. Um, you know, did a job on us and, um, you know, Brentford will do what Watford did in their first season when they were up, same as Sheffield United. I think they'll surprise a few people um, and, uh, you know, I think that, that they'll more than comfortably hold their own. But mm. uh, we were bullied a little bit, um, yeah. you know, Tony bullied us a little bit. They they were on the front foot. They play a very, very aggressive um, front foot game, Brentford, and they got and they got just... brilliant acting skills as well, aren't they, Mel? Well, well, <laughs> yeah, we could go into that, but yeah, the, the, they're always on, they're on the front foot. They play a high intensity yeah. game and back themselves, and fair play to them. And they've, they've upset a few people, starting off with with Arsenal in the first game, and then um, they were three three against Liverpool. Oh yeah, that was, and, and they came uh, back uh, against Liverpool as well, well, didn't they? They they came back twice, and you're thinking, yeah. well, wow. Um, mm. nobody expected them to keep coming back as they did. So I just say all credit to them. I know somebody was saying to me after the Brentford game, one of the supporters, oh, well, we've, we we should be on the front foot. We we know we did. I said, I said, hold on a minute. It's mm. a bit like a boxing match saying you should have knocked the other guy out. The other yeah. guy's got something to do with it. You know, mm. he has, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's actually throwing punches at you at the same time. So it's not that mm. easy, is it? And you've got to you've got to give credit where it's due to the opposition. You can only yeah. play as well as the opposition let you. You can mm. you can impose yourself on opposition, which is what we're coming back to with Bruno. Mm. The, the original question was: yeah. I think Bruno has been more. Um, he's been braver. I think yeah. is the word. I think he's been braver than Nuno. I think yeah. Nuno is he's, he's very conservative and builds builds from a clean sheet. Yeah, uh, and then um, but which. Which all the all all teams have done in the past, if you if you look at it, the Ars, the, you know, the Arsenal Invincibles well, were famous. Was it one nil yeah. to the Arsenal? It was one nil to the Arsenal. Was the famous uh, yeah. sprung out? That's where it's it, it originated. So yeah. um, yes, you've got to keep the clinch. But I think we've we're very difficult to beat. We're defi- we, we, definitely. We um, yeah. it's only been um, two two. Well, not once say poor decisions, but two decisions that, that could certainly have, have been reversed. You know, yeah. the the goal against Man United, if yeah. that's not a foul, if that's not a foul by Pogba, um, yeah. you know, and then the I'm penalty a decision was dodgy as well against Tottenham. Well, and the pen- penalty decision could have could have easily not been given yeah. against Tottenham, um, and then a sim- similar one later when um, I think Wolves Wolves had a. I don't know whether it was Trinkau or 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 it was um, Samada. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
we didn't get we didn't get the uh, run of the great rubber the green. Well, yeah, rubber the green. Fair play, really. But but it's um, really when you're talking about VAR for especially when when we're looking at the the Man United game um, with the Pogba Neves incident, that's as clear as day. That yeah. is not that for me. And no other professional or no other pundit, even on match of the day, whatever, they were all a hundred percent. Sorry, that's yeah. a foul. That's a foul. Yeah. In other words, it's, it, it shouldn't be allowed. And yet the only people, unless you've got rose colored glasses on and you're a big Man United supporter, but the only people who would objectively look at that and say uh, that shouldn't have been, that should have been ruled out mm. were the the officials on the day and the VAR is only, it's like any technology. It's only good yeah. as the people that use people it. Are using it. Yeah. But they've you know, got technolo- that second chance, haven't they? They've, they've mm-hmm. got that second chance. So that's the frustrating thing. Because well, on the day, in the moment, ref can miss something. And that's yeah, what VAR is there for. It's there. There's a second chance. Here, have a look again. We, we think you might have got this wrong. Okay, let me go and have a look. at. And that's the frustrating thing for, you know, every pundit had, basically agreed that it was a foul every supporter even you know United Mike, fans will, will say they were lucky as well to be fair yeah right smack on money yeah. uh, I I said because I was covering the uh, the game for radio and and mm. I said before I'd say before I'd had the benefit of a, yeah, a replay yeah of yeah. seeing it back I said well instinctively I think that's a foul that mm. I said that won't count as it was working on, I said, "Well, it's irrelevant what happens. That won't count. Okay. Um, it'll be brought back for the it'll it'll be brought back for the foul on Neves by Pogba." And mm-hmm. when Neves I saw it, it clicked it when they as well going nuts. After and then the fact, saying, look at this. Yeah, but then the fact that his his, his shin pad moves halfway round his yeah. he, halfway round yeah. his leg, you're thinking, well, yeah. sorry, did that happen without Pogba actually <laughs> making so, contact? So how 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 has Bruno done overall then, Mel. What in your opinion? I, th- I, I, I think he, I, I've been really impressed with him. Good. Yeah. I've been very impressed with him actually. I think mm-hmm. that um, you know, because you can only judge you can only judge a manager by the resources he's got at his disposal. Okay. Um, we were we were looking. Uh, there were a lot of the the fans um, bemoaning the fact that we hadn't strengthened the squad and and brought in more players yeah um but uh now that um chang's come to to the party um initially with his his goal against swindon but then when he sorry his goal against watford at watford sorry yeah and then his goal his two goals at southampton at uh against newcastle were wonderful wonderful and um the way that he took him was i think was the, was the thing that uh remember i said i said to you after the game we lost uh, i think it was united or i met you outside and i said mel you need to go out there and teach our forwards how to finish so what do you think of those finishes by i think, Wang? I think Mel's well they were excellent yeah go on carry on but the thing is he's is it if you if you just watch them back, what I said on the what I said in um, 
in relation to those goals was the reason that he got the time he didn't get that much time but the reason he gave himself the opportunity to score was the the runs off the ball yeah. He wasn't just standing there waiting for somebody to pass me the ball. He's made runs from what I call outside to in. Okay. So the first, first, first one, he's made a run from left on the left-hand side of the three, mm. right across into the inside right channel. Yeah. For for Jimenez to then slot him into the inside right channel, and he's he's knocked it across the keeper with his right foot into the far bag, yeah. which is what you're taught to do. Mm. Um all the time yeah. and then he's done the opposite the other one he's come from the right hand side and he's come across into the inside left position yeah. and because that's given him the space because mm. if you watch it they weren't sure whether the guy that was coming across with him was going or at the center back and by the time they'd sorted it out gone. Sort of the center back decided to go because mm. the, the 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 one that was marking him had got to go all the way across but the thing is he's that quick as well it's mm. the time. It, there's two things. It's the timing of the run, but yeah. it's also then getting away from your marker if they're going to follow you. Yeah. But then sometimes people play zonal marking so that they mm. actually pass people on. And you could see the centre-back going, are you going? Or, or have I got to... And yeah. by the time they'd done that, the centre-back got across, it. but he he just clipped clipped it and it just Brilliant. kind of went under the defender's foot that was trying to block it. But mm. that's what happens all the time. And... Yeah. Uh, it's an excellent finish. Absolutely. Yeah. A question I would like to just ask you both, actually, um, as we talk about the start of the season. I'll go with you first, Mel. Who's been your standout player for the uh, start of the season? Uh, Kilman, Max Kilman. No, no hesitation there, Mel. No, I think he's been wonderful. In fact, I will tell you that... Um, He's been that good that my standout player ever since I've, I saw him first in a wool shirt, Willie Bolly, he's been that good that Willie Bolly couldn't come back in the team, even when he'd proved himself fit mm. by playing the whole of the um, the League Cup game against Tottenham. And yeah. playing very well, Willie Bolly, by the way. He did, yeah. And I thought that'll be a, a test. But the manager stuck with Max, quite rightly, stuck mm. with Max Kilman because he's got the shirt. Yeah. And yeah, and I, he's he's pretty well not made not made a false false move for me. Yeah. The big thing that I like about him, he's had nippy lads running at him because he's a big lad, yeah. and you can understand him being decent in the air yeah. uh, uh, and what have you. But mm. he's not he's he's stood up and he's yeah. coped with everything. People running at him one on one, and. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got to be able to do that in today's game. You've got to be able to do that. So I've been very impressed with him. I've got to say, Mel, I'll, I'll agree with you um, actually on that as well in terms of uh, Max. He's a, definitely a breakthrough season. I want to touch on Bolly in a bit. I want to welcome Paul, who's a friend of the show. He often Hi, gets pulled as a jotter lookalike. Mel. Uh, Mel <laughs> Diogo, about Diogo, good to see you. <laughs> How is, how's it going at Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to put a Portuguese on. Paul, I was just ask. We were just talking about the start of the season. I was just asking both Mel and Manny and, and you 
Uh, so give us a quick thought on your start of the season and, and uh, who your standout performance been so far. And obviously Manny will come in with this after that. It's been it's been mixed, but on the whole positive, I think. Um, I was particularly encouraged by the performances of the first three games, even though we didn't get any points. <clears throat> mm. I thought it showed that we were being really progressive. And I like the new identity, the new attacking approach from the team. And then there was that Brentford match, which flipped everything on its head. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. Really um, surprised performance. And I really like the way in the last... We've won three out of the last four matches. So, put us on to nine points. Not a bad return from seven games. So, on the whole, pretty good. Room for improvement. Some encouraging signs. Those are all phrases I'd use to sum up the start to the season. And your standout player so far? Uh, I think if I was voting for my player of the year after seven matches, I'd probably vote Kilman. But I think special mention uh, for one or two others as well. Matinho, I think, looks reinvigorated. Yeah. I think he looks really fit. I think he's doing a lot of things that aren't necessarily that eye-catching, but he's a real essential component to how the team's playing at the moment. Yeah. And so, what about you, Manny? Yeah, well, you know what? He just pinched my, um, uh, uh, you know... Sorry, my Manny. Thoughts because obviously you guys all went for Kilman as a first, and I thought, I can't go full house Kilman because he'll get big-headed if, you, if he ever <laughs> happens to watch this, and he'll, he'll make a terrible mistake. So I was going to go Joe Matinho because everybody and his dog said Matinho... He's lost it. He's lost his legs. He's getting a bit weary. He's getting a bit old. We need to replace him. He can have a nice retirement in Porto. And he's still at our club. And he's come back reinvigorated. And potentially, he's one of our better players this season. He looks fresh. He even played the cup game against um, Spurs. It was the Nevers that was dropped. And when when Dendonka, who... Um, uh, you know, did play well in that Spurs game, was given his chance against Southampton. I don't think Leander took his chance against Southampton. He sort of was missing and floating around. So, Matinho's back in again. Time can be said about Pedence as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, the both of them did sort of struggle. So, for me, Joe Matinho is just an inspiration at his age. And can he keep it up for? Maybe not. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. We don't know, but... He's totally surprised me because, you know, to start off with Matinho and Nevers again, some people were... Remember the old Lampard and Gerrard days at England where they, everyone used like, oh, they can't play together, you know, two yeah. exceptional players. People were beginning to talk about Nevers and Matinho in the same way. But it just shows you tactics and approach and the manager being a bit braver, Nevers playing a, a little bit further forward. And, and, and it's just worked so much better and we've seen a different side of Neves as well so for me Joe Matinho but I'm going to also throw a big standout performance of the season to the defence because yes we probably should have maybe improved maybe and and with um, Jerson Mascara's injury it's left us a little bit short if you know once the African Nations Cup comes and Boley and Sais have to go away, it's left us a bit short there. But, I'll tell you, but on, the, 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 the defence has been, I think, sixth 
sixth best defence in the Premier League this season. The sixth best defence over the last four years in terms of goals conceded overall. So you have to praise that. Yes, we make the odd mistake, but our problem has been putting the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> take our chances, there's no pressure. you know. And I've always said we've got to score more goals, got to take chances, and then we all win games. And the odd mistake won't matter as much. If we haven't scored any, the odd mistake matters a lot. So, you know, fair play. They played really well against Southampton. I thought they were brilliant at Watford. And, um, uh, you know, they, they collectively, they played really well. I tell you what, that, that actually brings on to, a, a, whilst we're talking about the defence, a, a, a subject. Um, it does concern us because the African uh, Cup of Nations is going to come up, both Soyis and Bolly could be away for two, three weeks or so and miss two, three, four or five games, I think, depending on how far they go. And there's a, another question is, why isn't Bolly playing? Um, I know, Mel, you said about Kilman, but does Bolly play in that position? I, I was thinking it was more likely that Saiz would drop out, although he's, you know, he played really well early doors. He had a couple of blippy games uh, and just before the... Um, like the, the Brentford game, then Bolly came in, played really, really well in the uh, the Southampton game once he settled back in, and then Soyuz came back in. I would have thought, I thought and expected Bolly would come back in. Do you, do, do you, can you see where I'm coming from? That from, with with regards to that, I don't know what your thoughts mm. are. That yeah. having yeah. Kilman, Soyuz, Kilman, Cody, and Bolly's is that stronger than Kilman, Cody, than and Soyuz? Well, it's only the manager that can. The manager has to. Uh, that's what he gets paid for. Otherwise, you could let the you could let you could let us sort the team out, and and he, he just trains them. So, the thing is that, yeah, you you could you, there is an argument to say, well, Bolly's done well because he's right-footed predominantly. He plays on the right side of the of of the three, and mm. you want a left footer on the left side uh, with um, you've either got Sais or Kilman, and you're saying, well, Kilman's been different class, so Kilman stays in there. But the thing is that Kilman's adapted to playing on the right-hand side. It's a bit like Bolly. Bolly adapted to playing on the left-hand side as well, he did, didn't he? Yeah, it? a couple of years ago. So, so you've got you, you've got quite a few players. Then you've got Dendonka that can come in and do a job as well. Mm. Um, you've got the the new lad who's been injured. Yeah. Um, as yes, well. Um, I don't know what his name is. Yes, yeah, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him yet. So. Uh, it's we, we've done very well at the back. Sars come in and um, he, he looks. The the big thing about keepers is they organise the defence, uh, and he's a, he looks a confident lad. Um, Mel, which keeper does, would you compare him to in your playing days? You played with a few keepers. Um, oh, I don't know. I never thought about that. But I, I think he's. I think he's coming. Um, he commands his uh, area more than Patricio, I would say. He's coming and he's coming and done well. He's mm. coming and done well. Yeah, some sometimes he's probably um, a little bit bolder coming off his line. Yeah, I think um, Patricio stayed on his line sometimes when I thought he could have come for it, um, mm. but that's been ultra, ultra, ultra critical. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Nitpicking nit, nit with Ruby Patricio, I thought was absolutely brilliant for us, and we, I'm, as a Wolves supporter, so so blessed to have, uh, you know, to see people like Ruby Patricio. You've mentioned already, big big shout out for Joe Martino. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, and Ruben Nevers, and then obviously, you know, Raúl yeah. coming coming to us, whatever. To have these, um, you know, proven international players come to Wolves uh, uh, is is brilliant. Yeah. It, it's brilliant, and it puts us, as you say, puts us right up there in in the world world rankings, really. Yeah, I mean, looking at looking at the the supporters' point of view. Yeah. Um, I know because I was I popped into the world, the Wolves Worldwide um, supporters, you know, the Worldwide Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've got over a better. It's about a hundred and sixty odd Wolves supporters clubs around the world now. Yeah. From a few few years ago, there was literally a handful, wasn't there? The London Wolves and everybody else and different yeah. ones. But uh, to, to grow it in a few years to 160 odd just shows uh just shows how popular and um a football is the premier league but yeah but we and but we we're, we're in there now yeah mm. we're just outside the top echelons but we've only just got in there so you can't expect don't we got to we got to walk before we can run but um yeah. but i think we're back to where we were probably 40 years ago mm back to when I played in the fact that we had, we, we knew that w- once we get our best team out, we could take anybody on. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And that, that we've got, we, we, we can not only take them on, but we know that we can beat anybody on our day. Uh, and then it's just the, consi- then it's the consistency, which sometimes you get the consistency by having really good, um, really, a really good squad and backups. That's why, you know, you look at the quality of of uh, Man City squad, for instance. It's well, their second team would probably a, be pushing well, top six, wouldn't they? Well, that's right. Then, <laughs> then you then you look at then you look at Chelsea. But the thing is that Chelsea and Man City um, built their squads on the back of unlimited 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 money that they could throw at it before, and then. Then the top six, once once they'd got their their positions in there, they then said, oh, we need financial fair play now to mm. stop everybody else catching us up. Well, that brings us quite nicely, actually, on to a topic. I think we should touch on it because, um, obviously, long-suffering Newcastle fans of the takeovers gone through. They're now mm. the classed as the richest club in the world. I saw... Um, um, that Wolves are still the fifth richest in the Premier League and in Europe or in the world with something like the 10th richest still with, with the owners. And you're right on FFP. Uh, I mean, Manny, Paul, Mel, how do you think the takeover of Newcastle is going to change uh, literally the perception of the, uh, the Premier League? Do you think it will force some of the owners of the Premier League to sort of try, we need to do something a little bit sooner to keep ahead of these guys because they are going to, clearly build obviously not immediately because they can't go into the transfer market till January they've got to try and stay up next this season but I mean how do you think that's going to affect the Premier League and what yeah. do you think about the takeover the proof is going to be in the pudding at the end of the day many big owners do take over clubs then they do things in a very controlled precise manner we've seen it with our own owners um, you know initially they had a a big expenditure to get us there. And now they're being more coy and trying to work around being a prosperous 
business model. And then you've got, you know, the Abramovich and Sheikh Mansour throw money, sort of a plaything. Now we'll see what Newcastle are. They're going to be a plaything where they're going to try and bend all the rules and spend whatever they like, or they're going to, you know, it's a, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not going to spend it, then I think Mel, is Mel okay? I think Mel's going. Yeah, are you all right, Mel? It's all right. I just yeah. something went go. down the wrong way, and I'm trying to. <laughs> anyway, if the Newcastle owners trying to get at you, don't want you to say anything bad. I think you know they, they've been linked. Newcastle have been linked with um, Conte, and they the the manager, and he's like obviously one of the best managers in Europe. And if they get someone like him, that's then you can say, oh. They mean business because he ain't going to come to Newcastle if he isn't able to build his team the way he wants it. So the man in charge is really, really important. You know, you remember we go back to the Fosun days. We brought in Walter Zenger, you know, Paul Lambert, Walter Zenger. So we didn't really go for a big, big, huge name. And we still didn't even with Nuno, to be honest. Um, well, so, up, well the thing was, we, we were... We, we were in the championship then, Manny. So yeah. you couldn't. Yeah. Th there's no, no manager, yeah, no right. top draw manager is going to come and play in a but second. If you look at Fosun's whole record, if you go through the the managers they've bought in, if you look at Lambert, you look at Zenga, look at Nuno and Bruno Large, it's never been something that is right at the top drawer, you know, of management. Let me say, you know, like you you're talking that you know the best managers in Europe in. If Newcastle get one of them, the type of manager that goes to Man City and Chelsea or Liverpool or, you know, then I think then that will be the, you know, OK, this is serious. They're probably looking to really build something huge. Um, owners will pick up their ears and, and, and react, I think. But to be fair, it's a little bit disheartening in a way, not because... You know, Newcastle haven't suffered and they don't deserve something good. Their fans have obviously suffered, you know, their own ownership problems. But football, the way it was, and prices being so astronomical and players being talked about for £250 million, and let's pay him half a million pound a week. You know, where, where the hell does it end? And it just gets a little bit exasperating to think, like, you do so much to try and keep up and then the bar is raised so much further that how far can you really go and if money if, if if the owners don't want to spend the money then you're going to be left behind aren't you if these clubs are spending so much and uh paul what you coming on with your thoughts on that before we get uh, back into mel yeah um money obviously helps i mean if you go back to the 90s and look at how jack walker changed Blackburn's uh, fortunes, took them yeah. from what was Division 2 at the time to Premier League champions. But on the same token, you could look at what Everton have spent under Mashiri, under the managers like Koeman and Marco Silva. They're in no better position now than they have been for the whole of the Premier League uh, era, really. Yeah. So, like Manny said, the proof will be in the pudding. It might create a bit of excitement up there and it might make one or two other teams that are pushing to be in that top eight, your likes of your Leicesters, your West Hams, maybe us. It might make us think once or twice about actually 
do we need, maybe need to invest to keep up with them? So perhaps in some ways it might be a good thing for teams like us because our owners might think, well, hang on, we've got another competitor now that's come from nowhere potentially. If they start to get a bit of success, will it make our owners want to try and keep up with them a bit? But yeah, let's uh, let's see what they do. And what's I mean, your take it, on that? Go on, Mel. Yeah, and I spoke to a friend of mine who's a big um, Newcastle fan, actually, because he's from he's from up there, and uh, and he said uh, we're now going to be we're now going to be Man City with real fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, probably uh, a true comment. <laughs> but um, I can understand it if he said Man United with true like manchester fans or new but because uh, city is mainly new uh manchester but um i suppose there's a lot of people tagged on since they've they've had all the multi-millions that uh, suddenly joined them i can see what he means but um i'm really pleased for newcastle as a, for the fans for for the uh for the club um they've had that you know the Mike Ashley situation going on for years now. Fourteen and, uh, years, exactly. Yeah, I know that uh, uh, Alan Alan Shearer. Every time you see him on Match of the Day, he's kind of uh, really frustrated about the situation. So I've, I think every everybody with uh, a Newcastle black and white persuasion is going to be really really pleased. Um, yeah. But as Manny said, the proofs in the you know the. You know, the proof of the pudding's in the eating, isn't it? So yeah. let, let's wait and see what they do. It took um, it took Fosen a year to get get used to what they were doing football-wise, mm. what advice they're taking, who they're using to, uh, you know, to get round them as far as their football, football knowledge and what they're doing um, is going to be really crucial. Because it's not just a case of just throwing money at it. You've got to actually get the right. You've got to get the right people, mm. and you've got to know. You've got to really know what you're doing. Um, and you know, Jeff Shee and everybody at Wolves has has grown into that, um, and the recruitment has been has been has been good. Has been very good, actually. You know the recruitment of players bringing it, and Wolves have brought in people like Jota, uh, Neto. Um, this Wang looks a, obviously, it's not, it's not something out of thin air. You don't play. It's tw still twenty six million, isn't it? So it's, or, um, so, yeah, it's it's all about getting the right people at the very top. Um, yes, you've got the money. It's like any business. It's like any business. The more, the more, more money you've got to play with, the more mistakes you can make. Yeah. You can, well, you know, if it, it's like anything. It's if, if 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 you've got if you've got a rich sugar jet, a daddy who's just who's just throwing money at you, you can make mistake after mistake, and you can still you can still eventually succeed. Money, yeah. So I think Newcastle Newcastle will be will I think Newcastle will do well. How well, as Manny said, we, we will wait and see because that depends on how how cute they are, the decisions they make, uh, uh, um, the the recruitment. 
it's, and there's it no just, guarantees look, that they stay up this season at no. the moment. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll stay. They'll stay up because they'll get they'll get the right players in. It's they'll get the right. If if it's not Steve Bruce, I'm just saying they'll they'll make sure the manager's right, and it still could be Steve Bruce if that if they they're happy to give him and uh, get the players in there. But it's 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 all a case of um, the sum of the the sum of the parts. You can't just buy best players because you could. We know in the foot in the football world, you've got to have a good dressing room. You've got to have the right people in your dressing room. So. It's not just a case of going out and buying the best players. Uh, you've got to buy the right players for your club with the right ethos, with the right mentality. Um, and then you've got to get them to play in a way that you want them to play. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot more to it than just playing fantasy football um, manager, so even, to speak. Even, even at a lower level, if you go back to our days, remember when Jack Haywood takes over? And we bought mm. Kevin Keane, David Kelly, and Jeff Thomas. Now, those three players were like three really high-profile players for Wolves to sign all together. And we thought, oh, my God, the, the good days are here. And, but suddenly, it took us a number of years, you know, and we bought, you know, the Dadies and Froggets, and we were signing players left, right, and centre, weren't we? And we couldn't do it, and we still kept failing, and we still kept – and we went through, you know, the managers and – and it does take time. It's not just about money. Yeah, that's at a lower level and, and his funding and, you know, but it was still the championship at the time. It was a huge thing when Jack Haywood took over. It was this, you know, rich businessman taking over a championship side and watch Wolves go. But we still struggle. So it is really important, like Mel says, all the things have to be in place. And that's why yeah. I said if they get a Conte figure, if they attract someone like Conte, I know it's only paper talk, but if they did, then you would say, oh, okay, because you've got suddenly a leader who's sort of proven, title winner, you know, national manager, and he ain't really going to come there if he isn't um, going to oh, yeah. get... Yeah, you make a good point, Manny, yeah. that, that Conte's not going to come unless he's 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 going to know what the what the SP is and that he can get yeah. the players that he wants to... He can bring in the players that he wants, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's always that's always been the case. It's um, so it, it may not be somebody like that that they can get straight away, but they could do if they're because at the end of the day, money does talk. Money talks absolutely. Well, let's move on from Newcastle. Um, and, and a couple of things I just want to uh, say before we move on to looking towards the end of this uh, to the, the next part of the season. Obviously, Villa up next. First off, Manny, I think a lot of people would like to say. Um, Congratulations, Nick, and well done <laughs> on uh, completing the marathon. I know you, 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 was a, we talked about it on Sunday over the tennis. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. But you actually, over the last three years, that got you over the line to raising over a hundred thousand pounds for yeah. Dementia UK, and that is a fantastic achievement. I think you know what, Dave, you know, and Paul knows, and 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 the fan base knows that. Yeah, first of all, nothing can work if there's not a togetherness. And, um, uh, you know, the support has been phenomenal. You know, that, that 105,000, I think we're on in three years. Three years ago, we were on 700 quid in most giving. And we decided to do a Samosa Saturday, which we did for a Spurs game, which was the 3rd of November, I think it was. And so it's about three years ago. We had 700 quid in the Just Giving and decided to do that. And it raised about three and a half grand. 
And I remember uh, a Wolves fan, Richard Stafford, his name is, and he joined me for the bike ride to Anfield, Richard did. And he said to me on that motor Saturday, Manny, you'll be on 25 grand by the end of the season. Keep going. Keep doing this. By the end of the season, we'll have raised 25 grand. And I said, you must be joking. And he goes, you underestimate this is Wolves. The fans will buy into this and they will support you. And here we are three years later, uh, you know, £100,000. And um, yeah, the marathon. Oh, Dave, honestly, if anyone's ever thinking of running a marathon, eating them is easier. <laughs> eating marathons is easier than running them, let me tell you. It was, you know, well, my training didn't really go to plan. I did my calf in and then I had to be, I sort of had to rest that. And I got up to half distance. So I had a half marathon in, in the belt and I got up to 14 miles. I was running really well, met lots of fans and Wolves fans came out with their, there's a few with their flags and scarves who were based in London. And then my legs just seized up. They just didn't want no more. The mindset was okay and the heart was there. But my legs said, hang on, mate, that's, that's my distance. I'm not going to go any further. And I, it was uh, limping and struggling and just riding the wave of the emotion of the crowds. And we got there in the end. The only thing is, the funny thing is, I saw Buckingham Palace and it's like 600 metres to go. And I thought, right, I'm not going to walk the finish. I'm going to. So I did my best Usain Bolt impression. And I started running past everybody. And the guy on the uh, commentary thing on the on the mall goes, "Oh my God, who's this? Look at the look at the look at the finish to his marathon, twenty six miles, and he's finishing." And I was sprinting down there. They probably thought I broke some sort of record. What they didn't know is I'd been limping for ten miles and walking it. But um, uh, but it was brilliant. It was brilliant. The the whole atmosphere, you know, it was something I was really nervous about. You know, you just don't you can't just turn up to a marathon and say I want to do a marathon. You have to train for it, and um, uh, it was so hard work. And I said, I am never, ever, ever going to run a marathon again. And two days later, I, I entered the ballot for next year. <laughs> well, mate, absolutely sensational. And quite, as you said, you, you've done that, and you've inspired a lot of people to support and get behind and raising 100,000. There's a lot of people that are affected by dementia, uh, whether it's like family or friends. Uh, Paul has just put up here. Well, we know Paul, very proud of what you do, lost his mom to dementia, shocking illness, and anything you can do to support, um, that is just fantastic. Well, we're just saying well that done. Dementia UK, just to, for some, you know, what they do is here and now. So they're not a charity that's looking into loads of research to stop. They want to help you here and now. So they run a free hotline and they give a free nurse service um, which specialises in dementia care and they go out to the care homes and the hospitals or to your home or at worst you can phone them and you speak directly to a nurse and they will support kids, family members, brothers and sisters, everybody who uh, is suffering from having somebody suffering with this illness. So they're, they're absolutely vital. They've got about 400 nurses, but it's growing. So that £100,000 you guys have raised and, and contributed to will help fund these nurses who are going to go home to make people's lives easier right here, right now. So, Paul, you know, even though your mother has passed away, if you guys ever want help, they'll be there for you. Even after your loved one's passed away, they're still there available to help you. So, you know, a lot of it's Britain's biggest killer right now, believe it or not, 
kills more people than any other illness does dementia. Um, so it is real, um, hotly sort of related to football now. Um, you know, Mel knows a lot of players from his era and and before have, you know, you look at Brian, um, uh, Law, Dennis Law, you know, you look at Jeff, Jeff Astle, you look at so many, you know, legends of the past have now suffered with this with this illness so it's a real problem and there's big lots of research happening in football as well in junior football and heading practices and and um you know so it's something we all uh, thank everyone all the supporters for just joining in all the time whenever i think about doing something i'm always a bit nervous and then you just blow me away so thank you very much and we'll be doing a samosa saturday very soon hopefully um and you can all come and join is that, is that, is that one we're going to be at the ground mate at the ground. The subway, to be honest i've been really busy and we haven't really had a saturday match the only one that was possible was the newcastle and i was happened to be running at a marathon so you know we couldn't do that one we've got december the 4th which is liverpool at home penciled in all we have got is crossing our fingers that sky bloody sports doesn't Don't move change, it again change the bloody kickoff but if they Keep it on Saturday night. We'll still do it. So it's, as long as I keep it on a Saturday, um, uh, five o'clock, eight o'clock, or three o'clock, then that's the date we're looking for. So you know, I'm sure everybody will join in and contribute like they always do. And watch this space. Fantastic, mate. Well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, just uh, before we go on to the end of the season, also I think we should give a big shout out to the uh, to the ladies, the Wolves women team. Obviously, uh, had the last two seasons interrupted. Uh, by COVID, they finally got the promotion. They've gone up to the next division, and they're unbeaten, aren't they? At the moment, uh, yeah. a fantastic game against the weekend. I think they yeah. come back, uh, win yeah. three two. I think you went to that game. I've been to a yeah. game. You've been to a game, Paul. I don't know if you've been down yet, Mel. But they've got a good, a good little team building there. I think. Yeah, Dan. Dan. Dan is like you know he's straight from RIF Cosford. And he brings that discipline, but he brings a joy as well and an energy. So he's um, uh, he's got so much togetherness. What uh, currently Wolves women have got about eight players out, believe it or not. Um, very very good players as well. So they're they're blooding sixteen and seventeen year olds, especially in the forward positions. So to be top of the league, six games they've won out of seven. Um, fantastic, fantastic achievement and um. Uh, you know, and fans, if you're not doing anything on a Sunday, especially season ticket holders, two o'clock, if when they've got a home game, it's absolutely free. Down you at can Castle get in with Clock. your season ticket, can't you? Yeah, free? brilliant. And it's brilliant. It's a, just a lovely afternoon at a wonderful local stadium. And, um, you know, it's, it, got, it's got some history, that stadium, Manny. Tell us, tell us. Go on, Mel. Well, obviously, Castlecroft is where yeah. we used to train. That was the yeah, training ground for Wolves yeah. when a for many years when I was there um, yeah. and, and a long time before I was there, okay. but it was just in the, probably the, the eighties when everything went um, to its up that uh, mm. they actually sold, eventually sold it. Cause it was just, they were selling anything they could, <laughs> any asset yeah. that they've got, they could get, get anything for. Yeah. So the rugby union uh, came in and used it as one of their national bases. And then eventually actually through the backing of a friend of mine, um, they went to my old school, Wolverhampton Grammar School. It's now the old Wolfroonians, which is yeah. just by there, 
Castlecroft is where the old Wolfronians club is. And then the old Wolfronians Rugby, bought yeah. it so that they're yeah. now Wolf, Wolfronians, the AFC, play there. That's right, yeah. Um, and uh, so I know how it all happened. And I'm really pleased that, um, you know, a, there's football being played back there after many years of it being um, rugby. And then um, they've just obviously updated and spent a lot of money, uh, you know, bringing the, the stadium up to speed, up, up, up to um, the way it is now. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I used to train when um, in, uh, in the late 70s and 80s, uh, early 80s. That was, uh, that was where we used to use, as well as the sometimes from the ground and what have you. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it it holds a lot of um, good memories for Wolves, and it's wonderful that the uh, the Wolves Wolves women are, are are based and playing playing the home games from there. I think it's yeah. very fitting. Yeah. Well, we'll get yourself try as I say, anyone can get if you've got a season ticket or not. Try and get yourself down to support the women. There's something yeah. special happening there, and I think they're not many not too long distant future they'll be pushing. That Super League, you just watch this space as well to join the top division. I'm sure that's going to happen with the investment they've got going in there as well. They're going places, aren't they? Well, it'd be nice to see them pushing. and um, So they're now in the, the division below the, the Premier League. No, two oh, divisions. Two, the two, yeah, divisions. two divisions. So if they get promoted, they'll be in effect like the, the championship. championship. Well, well they've, just got promo- they've just got promoted. So they've got yeah. promoted from where are they now then? Yeah, they're, football, they're in the National League. So there's two National Leagues. So they have to win their league, Wolves, and then they play the winner of the other league and only one team goes up. Into the and Premier League? No, into not the in the Premier League. Into the, into the division just below the Premier League, which is a championship. Oh, yeah. yeah so they're a couple of, couple of levels it's below. Bit complicated, it is, it's it is one, totally it, complicated. You can win the... Basically, they can... The four girls could win the league and still not go up. <laughs> That's so which, which is, it's a bit, which yeah, is very, yeah. very, very strange. I don't know. Somebody, yeah, I think, yeah. This, 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 somebody who doesn't get out a lot and just. Uh, well, I think the women's so, super league has actually like, never played the game. Has actually uh, dreamt dreamt that rule up. Yeah, I think I think that what they got <laughs> women's super, women's super league is so uh, elite so far ahead of like the the level wolves are playing at they just sort of protecting their own assets a little bit i think it's almost like the premier league having, having a close having first, a close shop and, and then only allowing one up i mean we've talked about it in the bloody premier league haven't they recently? well it's a bit well well yeah. they used to have that yeah many years ago money which are North and South division remember? some of the younger some of the younger people listening and, and looking in will will won't remember the fact that um there were four divisions, ninety odd teams in the football yeah. league, mm. but if you if you finish bottom, you weren't relegated as no, it yeah. is now. Mm. The what you had to you, you know you could be you had to be you know you could uh, be voted voted that you stop in. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. yeah. So that it it wasn't just a fact that if you finished bottom of the fourth division as it was then, or division two now, or whatever, or league or league two, you didn't get down to the conference. No. Unless you were actually uh, voted out of um, mm. out of the league. And then they let someone in. Well, let's look ahead. We've got the last ten minutes of the show. Uh, we're going to come to Paul first on this. Uh, we've got the next few games. 
We've got the uh, the Midlands derby against Aston Vanilla. Um, and then we're following that up. Um, it's away at Villa Park. Obviously, then we've got Leeds. For the Wolves fans going to that, it's going to be quite special because obviously uh, not played a top flight fixture against Leeds at Ellen Road for a very, very long time because obviously last year was uh, in the pandemic. And then the next home game is not till the big Monday night, isn't it, against Everton. What are your thoughts ahead of those? And from what you've seen, have you changed your view of where Wolves could finish at the end of the season and, and where are you sort of thinking we could finish now? I'll come to your last question first. <laughs> it hasn't really changed. I still think we'll be around somewhere between 8th and 12th. And yeah. if it's if, it, if someone offered me 8th now, I'd be over the oh. moon with that, to be honest. So I, I, I thought that at the start of the season, somewhere between 8th and 12th. And um, I still think the same. In reference to the matches that are coming up, I've said on the podcast a few times that I think playing away from home will suit us more this season. I think we're a better side away from home because we're quite resolute defensively. Only only Man City have allowed more shots on goal than us this season. But what we have got is great pace, skill and dynamism going forwards. And I think that suits... Went to Leicester, went to Watford, couldn't make Southampton, but... Are quite fancy us in the next two matches on the road. Um, they will be expected to come and have a go at us, and I think that will play into our hands. So I'm quietly optimistic about the next couple of matches. Um, I was thinking before, will he go to um, a five-three-two? Will he play Huang and Jimenez together as a two? Because I think that partnership shown promise. Mm. But at the same time. I think he's got to find a way to play Adama, especially against Villa. So um, I think he's got some good options going forward. And um, I'd like to see us get the first goal. And then that will really play into our hands if we do. 100%. And Mane, your thoughts? Um, I think there's still that big doubt, you know, Bolly, Sice going. And then have we got the cover in defensive? What if one person gets injured? Will January come too late to bring in the reinforcements? Will that mean we suffer? So, with all that in your head, and I still think we were one or two players short in the transfer window, despite what yeah. Mel says. <laughs> no, um, I think I'd be happy with 12th. I, really, I would. Anything above that, I'd be, oh my God. But, like Paul says, it's very close. After the first four or five teams, everything else is quite bunched up and it doesn't take much to climb that table. So, you know, we could quite easily... You you pick the four points out of the next two games where we've played well away at Leeds and Villa, then suddenly we'll be in a fairly decent position, so we'll be more hopeful. So it could change. So at the end of the season, we are where we are, I think, with the season where we've had a mixed bag and but overall we're happy. And I think that's where we'll finish um sort of in the middle of the table the matches villa and leeds are going to be hard matches because they are two sides that do try and play on the front foot a bit like what wolves want to do eventually even though they might not be hitting all their straps you know and and all their um 
moves that they're trying to bring in. They're not producing everything at the moment, but it all, you know, that first goal, like Paul says, is really important. The first goal, we don't score first goals. You know, where's that gone? You know, that's got to change. You can't, you can't, you can't have first halves when you don't score. It's a, it's a 90 minute game. And we, it's not from the want of trying, you know, we've created the chances. We haven't just, we just haven't took them. Um, but we've got to score. We've got to be in the lead, and then you've got to then go for that second goal, be in a comfortable position, and start to dominate a few games. We can't just be two ones, one nils, two ones, one nils all the time. Um, it will catch you out, I think. And um, so it, it, you go into those matches a knife edge. But I'd be very happy with four points. If someone said two points. You'd be very happy if you were unbeaten, but you would like to win a game. Because if you win a game and you lose the other, you get more points. So, you know, exactly. better than two points. So, and it is a results business, as it says behind Mel. Um, so, yeah, that is. So, you know, and um, then we got Everton at home again. We need to build on the momentum because our home form has been atrocious for a number of, you know, games, how many games it was up until we beat Newcastle. So, we've got to build on that Newcastle, and Everton is a not an easy side to play but it's another winnable game for us so we can stay unbeaten against Villa and and Leeds and and then win your home game we're going to come out of this spell very good you know well that's really good and good points that you make there Manny and I'm really going to be interesting to see uh and hear Mel's take on uh, on this actually so uh let's have a have a listen to what you think Mel um I'm just very comfortable and very pleased with the way that that Wolves have gone about things. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't say I was happy with the fact that we we didn't have more players in money. I think you've kind of assumed you <laughs> assume, know. and if you overall, assume, if you assume, you if you assume what I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, then that makes an ass out of ah, you and me. You and me, yeah. So <laughs> that happens all the time, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but I know what know what you mean, but. If again, it's a bit like um, Nuno saying that yeah, he only he only wants to work with so many so many players, eighteen players in his squad or whatever, um, whatever. Yeah. When I I played, I know I know it's a different game now, and it it, it is a di- different di- different dynamic. But you go back the team that we play next up, the local derby with Aston Villa. When Aston Villa won the um, Division One, which is the Premier League now, to go on and the following season and win the European Cup. Uh, how many players did they use all season? 14. All season, how many players did they use? I'd say fourteen. I'm going to go I remember. sixteen. Can you remember Paul? Paul's the, Paul's the stato. He probably know this. Fourteen. Sorry, I didn't quite catch what you said. The feed broke up a little bit. How many, how, players many, did how, many, how many players did Aston Villa use when they won the, the league in 81, 12. I think? Uh, no. 14. Okay. 14. Yeah, 14. So, 14 all season. All season. That includes, Forrest were the same, I think. That includes yeah. subs, subs. I think Forrest used slightly more. But 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 I haven't checked that. But, but I know that Villa... Um, and he used 14, and I think that's a bit of a record. Mm. So um, when they talk about when they talk about squads of 25 now, it just wouldn't have happened. We had that many players at the club, but 
they'd be playing in the reserves or they'd move move on. And the thing is that you didn't use the going back a few decades. Um, you didn't use the loan. The loan system wasn't used as it is now. No. It's totally, you know, players just, you, you bought and sold players or you let players go. You didn't renew the contracts and they went somewhere. You, the the loan with the right to buy is used a lot more now. And I, know, I think Wolves take advantage of that in the right way um, mm. and have done that very well. Um, but I'm just pleased with the way Wolves are going. I don't like I, to say, well, you see, the thing is that I think we'll be comfortable. I think we'll be comfortably mid-table, but we could do even better if we, mm. if things start to click. Mm. If we start to click and into place, um, Jimenez starts scoring regularly, Wang starts scoring regularly, other people start to, to chip in, in. Um, as well that can do, you know, um, from midfield, your defenders coming up and scoring goals. Uh, which, which has always happened in the past as well. Um, your wing back scoring goals, uh, anything could happen. So I'm always, I'm always probably more glass half full than half empty. Um, I don't, I can't see us having a, um, any challenge with um, getting sucked into the bottom half of the table uh, at all. Um, yeah. How well, how well, or whether we have a chance of pushing, pushing the top six, um, we will see. We will see. There's still still chances of doing that if we can get everything right. And I, I would rather go in with, as opposed to settling for mid-table now, I just go, well, let's see. Let's see what we can achieve. Let's see. Yeah. Through, because if we know that, I don't care who it is, we know whoever we play, if we get We're our best, best 11, 12, 13, 14 players out, um, and our, our bench is looking a lot stronger now, which I'm, I was pleased about. The bench is looking a lot stronger than, say, the first first game of the season mm. um, at Leicester. And compare that with the last game. I think the, the bench is, looks a lot stronger. And, um, you know, we found somebody that we found another goal scorer along with uh, Rahul. Um, wh- where he fits in people like, as you say, Adam Atriore. Uh, Trincao started off very well, then got there's gone off the boil a little bit. Um, Pedence Pedence is um, is another talent that that uh, Neto to come back, and then 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 the mouthwatering prospect of Pedro Neto, who I think is is a I think is the best prospect since um, obviously Diogo Jota. I think that I thought you were going to say best prospect since Belize. <laughs> now, now, now Neto's got a far better left foot than I had. I could only stand on my left foot, but um, but he, uh, I like him. I like him. I think he's. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be he, better than than Jota. Well, well, he's capable. Potentially, he could be. I agree, Dave. Yeah, potentially, he could be. He's not at the moment because he ain't playing, but potentially he could be. So there's a lot, there's a lot to look forward to. And I think if if something was cast iron certain that we were going to finish, um, and I think if you look at it objective, you know, kind of with uh, your your bookies 
bookie's hat on or, or whatever and, and wind things up. I agree with Paul. You know, anywhere between 8th and, and 12th or 8th and 14th is, is probably where we're going to finish. But we can dream, can't we, as fans? We can dream that if we did get it right, we could push the top six again. Otherwise, it's bloody boring going there every week thinking, well, we ain't got a chat. Yeah, you've got to dream about winning a cup. We want to win the FA Cup and finish finish sixth in the league, don't we? We, we do. Brilliant to win the FA Cup. You know, we can give. Getting we to Europe improved. again? We can we basically go toe-to-toe with any side if we have the right team and the right attitude. We can, we can we, you know, there's no one to fear, believe it or not, because we do, we've got so much threat with the way we play, especially in the forward well, areas. Well, the thing so, is, if we can't do, we, we can certainly emulate and yeah. do what Leicester have done, for instance. Yeah. Leicester have gone and won a won an FA Cup, and they've mm-hmm. gone and gone into gone into Europe, yeah. and and I'll push it. We're a bigger club than Leicester. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think well, you know we're a bigger club. We're a big bigger club historically. Anyway, anybody yeah, listening yeah. from Leicester would argue that <laughs> fact now. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, as a Wolves fan. We've Historic, never historically, used... we're a we're a far bigger <laughs> club than Leicester. No, we're much bigger than Leicester because we have never ever had to resort to clappers, have we? Well, yeah, they have them every but game. Our, don't they, our, they? Atmosphere, we don't I'll tell you where I sit. I'm, I'm, I'm with Mel. I'm always like Manny. Always like says, "Oh, Dave," you know. Um, but I'm always the positive. I'm like, I'm, like I'm always probably a little bit. Dave will tell us we're going to win the bloody league. That's a... <laughs> well, I'm not that far, but I, I, I think if we don't pick up any major injuries, because I do worry about if if something happens well, to one of the midfield three, and we can get to January and reinvest and get in that defender and and maybe whether it's Botman or and Sanchez potentially who's rumored to be coming, and we can be sort of in that round about the 10th, 9th, 8th position getting into January, then like with Mel, I think we could push on for a top six finish and why not win an FA Cup? You've got to, you've got to have some ambition to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go six to eight and an FA Cup final. How's that? Cool. Tasty. We'd love that, wouldn't we? An FA Cup final to finish well, the year. The thing is, I, I always look... What you think about comes about. If you think we're going to do, if everybody thinks we're going to be struggle, we'll struggle. It's a collective. Biggest, if everybody, you know, if every, everybody goes there expecting us to win and, and and perform, that was the that was the thing that I was really I was really pleased about. That after the first three games, we'd performed in every game and we we'd did. performed very well. Yeah. And the fact is that ultimately. Over a season, especially, it's very rare that your performances don't translate into the points. Over a short period of time, that can be very deceptive. It was very deceptive, both with Wolves being in the bottom and you're going to say having no having no points and Tottenham Tottenham winning all three games. We played far better than Tottenham. Yeah, in all three games, especially the one against Tottenham. And yeah, then yeah. they're top, and we're we're obviously in the bottom. No, got no uh, no points. It was ridiculous. But so over a short period of time, you can have very you know it can be very distorted. But over the longer period you take, it'll level out. Yeah, it it, it, it obviously reflects how well people are playing and the performances they're putting in. 
So it's all about performances. It starts with performances. That I like the I like Bruno in the fact that he, he, he's come with a reputation of playing attacking football on the front foot when he was ben, Benfica. Scored wants to score a lot of goals, um, and he's he's more happy uh, being on the front foot than. But even we know also that Wolves can defend. They've they're set up very well. But that's all credit to Nuno. Yeah. Obviously, Bruno's going to use what all of the good points that Nuno's established and, and instilled into the players. Mm. Um, and he's got, and you know, there's still the vast majority of players are there that st- played under Nuno. So um, they know how to defend, they know how to set up as a team and make it very difficult. First of mm. all, any manager will tell you you've got to set up your team to be difficult to beat. Yeah. Um, and then you're looking to be as entertaining and as, and as progressive in, in the way that you play as possible. Mm. But you can't, there's no point being, oh, we're scoring loads of goals and losing every game 5-4. Mm. Well, I'll I tell you something. I, I, I think that the fans have been, even when we've not won, the fans have stuck behind him quite well. They haven't turned. Okay, there's a few jeers in the Brentford game. But apart from that, I think the fans have been pretty much magnificent behind him and they've had the mm. patience. They can see the, the potential. And we, um, I think when we got that goal back against Tottenham in the Cup, all of a sudden the confidence started to come back into the team. We started zipping it around. We were unlucky, not in the end. I mean, never hit the bar, didn't they? And then we've, we haven't quite hit the heights of the first few games. But against Newcastle, for example... There was periods of that game where we were zipping the ball around really, really quickly. And I know towards the end of the, the game, we were probably hanging on a little bit just for that well, victory. But we got over the line, didn't we? We, When you say we got over the line, Trincao's chance was... It was criminal that he didn't yeah. that he didn't just no. side foot that into the net. He, he he's, lashed, tried, he's tried to lash it. I'm thinking, what are you doing? Mm. He had, a sim- he had a similar chance against Brentford that he fluffed. Remember when the ball was squared to him and he just fluffed it in front of goal and he didn't oh, get prob- a good connection. And then he's probably overcompensated. And thought, yeah, he's probably... Gotta, gotta, you you make a really good point there, man. He's probably you know, asked, he probably thought, yeah. right, I'm just going to make sure I get a really good connection good on con- this. Yeah, that's and he's, he's got done. such a good connection. Yeah. He's just yeah. lent back just a touch. Yeah. If he hadn't lent back... Just a touch, and it's just fractions, yeah, absolute fractions. It's yeah. at the underside of the bar, bounces down, and it's the back of the net. It looks mm. an absolutely worldy, World. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks, okay. you know, and the and the roof comes off the stadium. But I then think, the problem, yeah. the problem is, thirty seconds later, Newcastle equalise. So yeah. instead of being two nil up, we won one, and yeah. then we're angry. Then, but fortunately, we get we we've, we then do enough. Yeah. With Rahul and um, Wang combining again to get the winner, yeah, well, we shouldn't have been putting in that situation, man. No, 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 we shouldn't. We shouldn't be in that situation. It should be. We should be really, really comfortable. Newcastle have really got to um, come out, come out of their defensive setup, which he loves anyway. Four, four, five, one, or whatever, and he, oh, uh, they've got to go for it, and that leaves us even more space to exploit them. And but the game was over, I think. Well, you know what? 2-0 and then we make it hard for ourselves. We've just beaten the richest club in the world. How good does that feel? (laughs) 
We've beaten the richest club in the world before they've actually got their money. So that's yeah, a good, we, good, that, good that, time to play them. Yeah, it's a good time to play them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you on uh, the podcast. We've nearly done a full 90 minutes almost. Um, you know, I'm going to give come for some last words with Paul, Manny, and then Mel. And uh, Mel, I can see that you, I think you've got, is that your book that's behind that you've done? Well, the, the the book I've done, the book I'm writing is this one. It's a results yeah. business. Yeah. But I've also, during the lock, the lock up or the lockdown, whatever you want to call it, same thing. Um, I did that one. The three, the three E's. E's. Oh, bloody hell. Three Elvis. E's. How Elvis. to achieve optimum <laughs> performance. Okay. And that's all about uh, how you ex exercise is the first D. Yeah. Or move, movement, exercise. The second is, um, and you don't have to run a marathon, Manny, obviously. Yeah. So, and the second one is what you eat, which is yeah. Samosa Saturday. See, I'm, yeah, I'm linking Manny in with all these, you see. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. an autobiography. <laughs> and, the and the third one, which is what, I'm at, what I actually um, specialize in, really, when I talk about performance specialist, is how... Uh, it's all about emotional intelligence. It's all about yeah. how you control your emotions, specifically under pressure. Yeah. So those are the three E's. And then mm -hmm. if you get that, if you maximise those three E's, how you how you exercise, what you eat uh, and drink, and what you don't eat and drink as well, and then um, and how you control your emotions um, gives you more of the fourth E because. Emotions are energy in motion, and it's energy. Yeah. Because obviously, we want more energy, don't we? Because if yeah. you don't have the energy, money, when your when your Basically. legs didn't want to take you anywhere. Yeah. But then it's all about emotional intelligence. Yeah. Because yeah. you, your attitude determines your altitude. Mm. And if you hadn't had the attitude, if you were going to give up, it would have been very easy to give up, wouldn't it? Oh. After you, when your legs went. Totally. When, you've hit, I, when you've hit the proverbial wall. I'd even thought of all the excuses that I was going to give for stopping. I'd already got them in my head. This is what I'm going to say, and these are the reasons, you know, because it, it does hit you that mentally because it's like there's another 10 miles. It's not like down the road. There's another 10 bloody miles to go, and I can't move my legs. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know, something really mindset is, well, you know, the, the biggest thing. We've seen some of the greatest players in the world you know, who might not have the physique, they might not have the speed, but their mindset or their, their brain power used to get them through matches, didn't it? You know, used to glide through the surface and, and, and let their brain play, you know, so um, definitely. And how, how can people get your book, Mel? Well, you could, um, obviously it's on Amazon, but you can also get, uh, you can get a free download, so you can get it for free. Oh, bloody hell. A, in an, an, an e-book. In other mm. words, a download. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to get one of them, ping me the link on there. Uh, if you want to get now, one of them with me signing you, I'll just I'll have to I'll bring one when you do the some house of Saturday. I'll bring you a sign what <laughs> sign copy money. I thought hey, bring me one as well, Mel. I want one to. If you put the link Cheers, in mate. the, uh, if you can type it into the thing, people where people. It's dead easy. It. It's just meleves.com. M e l e v e s. No. No dots, M-E-L-E-V-E-S dot com. 
that's it. There you go. Well, I'll put it on the chat for people. And to if you find if it. you if people go on there, they just put their name and um, email address, and they can download my that for free. Because it's only about it's only about thirty it's, it's only thirty odd pages, but it's just bullet points of so it's not war and peace. So you can read it over a cup of tea or coffee, um, half an hour to an hour. You've got, but um, I'll, I'll get download that. But I do want a signed copy as well, Mel. Thanks. <laughs> now, my, my 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 pleasure. My pleasure. Paul, uh, final um, 30 seconds from you, summary to, for, for the fans watching. I think the fans have been great. They can see that the manager <clears throat> wants to bring about a more attacking style. We've seen evidence of that in the matches. Um, it gives us hope for the forthcoming fixtures. I think um, getting those three wins out of the last four matches, having had zero points from nine, the first nine available... I think that's massive. Um, and I'm really looking forward to watching us play. I mean, I I'd obviously care about the result. I really want us to win against Villa and Leeds. But I've really enjoyed watching us play again. I came out of Watford buzzing after that performance. And it's been a long time since I've felt like that. Mm. Last season, as much as, as much as we're grateful for what Nuno did, I was going off to do the washing up in the match when it was on telly because it was that boring and now I've got my buzz back. So my last 30 seconds is I can't wait for the next match. And um, I've seen enough from the first seven to feel optimistic about the next 31. I'm loving this positivity. Final 30 seconds from you, oh, Manny. Six, I'll say six words. Back Bruno. Eat samosas. <laughs> and talk more. 100% right, mate. Mel, from you? Well, I, I, I can't... Um, I can't better what Manny says. Um, success is an inside-out job. What you think about comes about. I think we've all got to be... Um, positive. I'm so positive. And uh, like Paul said, Pet says, um, we're just just looking forward to watching Wolves play now. Last season was one of those seasons after it was, it, obviously the big thing was Rahul's injury and we we couldn't, we, we, we just had nobody or no idea of how to play without Rahul. Um, and um, that was the disappointing bit. There was the big, the big plus was obviously Pedro Neto coming, coming to the fore. Um, but, no, I'm just so so pleased um, that Wolves are establishing themselves as a, you know, as a as a top team again that can take on anybody. Um, and I'm just I'm just really really pleased and proud to be to be a Wolves fan. Absolutely, hundred percent. And um, I'd just like to just thank um, you guys uh, for coming on. It makes it brilliant. It's been a great podcast. Um, and there's a lot of people that have voted uh, my channel and the podcast for the final, the Football Content Awards, as the best fan channel and the best podcast. So without you guys and the people joining in and in the conversation and listening to it and watching it, that wouldn't be able to happen. It's amazing. And I'm quite honoured that just to get nominated for that. And, um, and, and as for Wolves, well, I appreciate it, but you guys make it what it is. 
Um, and as for Wolves, you just got to keep the positivity. Um, like what, Paul? It's exciting watching Wolves this season. Like you, like you say, we, the fans have got the mojo back. The the home games, the away matches have been insane. The supporters, um, the the vibe around before, during, and after the game. And it's we've got our football back. Football is back, and I think that's the main positive. And we've just got to sit back and enjoy the ride with Bruno. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but I think there's going to be more ups. And the football is a roller coaster. And who knows? Keep dreaming, keep believing. Always wolves. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, everyone. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.